InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Is age catching up with you? A longevity expert says you can actually feel younger in the year ahead. With the details, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Americans enjoy longer lives than ever before, but we still lag behind many other countries, and living longer doesn't count for much if those extra years are riddled with disease and infirmities. Our guest today on InfoTrack is Dr. Henry Lodge, who, along with Chris Crowley, authored Younger Next Year and the newly released Younger Next Year for Women, books that promise to turn back the clock on the aging cycle. Your mantra is exercise hard and don't eat crap. That's pretty simple, and it really is the key to living in health well into old age, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And the third one of them is care. What is remarkable is that science has clearly outlined how exercise and emotional connections and nutrition run most of the daily cellular functions in our bodies. So we really are in control of how much and how fast and how well or badly we age really by what we do every day. And it comes down to those three things, exercise, care, and quit eating crap. Absent disease, how many years can a human body live? Well, you know, there's a lot of people poking around at the edges of that. And I think the general consensus is that somewhere between 90 and 110, 115 years, we're all going to shuffle off. But one of the fascinating things about America is we've already achieved far more longevity than we know what to do with. So Americans are now outliving their health and their quality of life by a decade or two. And that's the message of the book is, look, you already have a remarkably good shot at longevity. For God's sakes, make those years good ones. So the things we take for granted as normal processes of aging, aching joints, brittle bones, that can all be forestalled? Yeah, the large majority of aging in America is just the long-term accumulation of damage from this crazy life we live. So if you think of it as decay instead of aging, it starts to make a lot more sense. People who are active and truly fit experience very little arthritis, very little osteoporosis, rates of cancer, heart disease, stroke go down, rates of Alzheimer's plummet with exercise and emotional connection. I mean, all the things that we think of as the standard miseries of getting older turn out to be largely optional. And the only thing you have to do is step up to the plate and do a little bit of hard work to skip 70% of what we call American aging. So let's elaborate a little on ways to retard that decaying process. Diet is a dirty word to you guys. Diet is a dirty word because diets don't work. I mean, there's a huge literature on the subject. If you want to gain five pounds a year, go on a diet. It's catastrophic how badly diets do. On the other hand, really changing your eating patterns, being sensible and eating the right stuff is your best road to making that part of the equation work. It's still the hardest part of the equation. So what we say is, look, get the exercise and the caring in place and use that as a platform for controlling your weight. I've noticed when I've gotten more active in exercising, I don't have much of an appetite. I don't want to eat before I get on the bike and ride. And after the ride, I'm not hungry. Right. And also what happens is an awful lot of people said goodbye to their body years ago and have sort of forgotten what it is. When you make that acquaintance all over again and begin to get familiar with your body and feel good about it, you don't want those extra pounds. And so suddenly the whole psychology of eating changes as well. So the number of people who follow our program and lose 20 or 30 pounds is astounding, but that's not the point of it, and we don't promise that. You write a lot about the importance of exercise and not as a method for burning calories and weight loss. What's the theory behind that? Well, sadly, it turns out that exercise is central to this whole process. We look high, wide, and far for an alternative, and there just isn't one, because exercise is one of nature's master control signals 
for cellular chemistry throughout your body. So every day, whether you exercise or not, is an incredibly powerful chemical signal to cells in every corner of your body to get either stronger or weaker. Your body goes up and down the scale a tiny bit every day. It's a remarkable instrument. And you really do control it. And every day that you're sedentary, your body ages a little bit. And every day that you're active and get some real exercise, your body gets that much younger and stronger. And so it isn't really about burning the calories. It's about changing chemistry in your body and taking charge of every cell throughout your body. And unfortunately, it requires some good stiff heart exercise. And we made the case that if you're over 65 and not exercising an hour a day, you know, you're pretty much nuts because you know exactly what's going to happen to you. How often should one exercise? You get to choose a little bit on this. The ideal is to exercise hard six days a week. And hard means an hour and really pushing yourself. Now, you may say, I'm not going to do that. Our answer is fine. Just be aware that you're going to be leaving health and vitality and fitness on the table. The other side of the equation is that every little bit counts. So going from sedentary to moderately active, say three days a week, is a big boost three to four, four to five, five to six days a week, each brings you another notch up the ladder. So I think four days a week is the minimum to not be fooling yourself. And one of our pleas is, you know, for God's sakes, think about not asking what's the least I can do, but asking what's the best quality of life I can achieve. So four to six days a week is really what it's called for. And what types of exercise will work best, your higher impact aerobics or something that might be a little easier on older joints? Well, two things. Nobody's joints are going to tolerate much impact as you get older. So from the aerobic perspective, things like the treadmills and ellipticals in the gym, bicycling, swimming, those are all wonderful, hiking, etc. And that's sort of 60% of the equation. The other 40% of the equation is strength training of some kind. It turns out that much of aging is, in fact, getting weak. It's just losing the power to live life the way you want. And the only way to fight back against that and build bones and build muscle and build joints is to do weight training, which very few people find to be any fun. And our answer is we don't love it either, but the payoff is so huge that you really ought to make that investment of you know twice a week getting to the gym and doing some significant strength training. We don't want to ignore the third part of this equation, which you mentioned, care. How important is social connectivity as you age? Social connection probably trumps even exercise. If not, they're neck and neck. It is extraordinary how powerful the chemistry of this is. For instance, if a guy has a heart attack and goes home to an empty house, he's four times as likely to die in the next year as a guy who goes home to a family. And similar numbers are true for women. We just are wired to be social creatures. We're supposed to be with each other and we're supposed to matter to each other. And one of the crazy things that's happened is, you know, America's becoming atomized. And as people get older, they tend to, you know, friends move away, they die, et cetera, et cetera. And you can end up with a very small social circle very easily. And that is a terrible thing. One of the nice pieces of news is that creating and maintaining a social circle is an investment of time just like anything else. And if you're aware of the stakes, you can build a wonderful network and sustain it for the long haul. And the payoff is enormous in terms of health as well as just the pure quality of life. We're talking with Dr. Henry Lodge, co-author of Younger Next Year for Women, the sequel to the best-selling book Younger Next Year. Dr. Lodge, any final thoughts? Well, you know, one of the things I say to people all the time in the office is, you know, remember that if you hit 60 or 65 and you're in decent health, not great shape, just decent health, 
you're very likely to live into your late 80s or early 90s. So think about 30 years of life after retirement and plan your life accordingly. And in that context, the investment in exercise and social connections is a trivial price for a wonderful quality of life. And the message is very clear. You really are in control of the rest of your life, and it should be wonderful. Thanks for being with us today on InfoTrack, Dr. Lutch. Thank you. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. Next, the U.S. Latino population is booming. What's this mean for the American workplace? The surprising answer, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 